host Rob. Welcome to Stream Street Day 3 billion and 7. <laughs> Hello everyone, welcome to the show. Just me today, Pain and Terrain, on the pain, Terrain Pain Train is what I'm on. Uh, so that's what I'm going to be doing and I'm going to be talking to you guys in the chat. So I am officially today um, a, a painting streamer. Uh, so I'm not sure if this will make a, pod, a good podcast. So my hydro homies, maybe today's not the one for you. But if you want to listen to me ramble and talk to the chat, that's appreciated. I am going to be talking to the chat, though. Look at the lovely chat. Hello, everyone. Gabawaki, uh, Leo Morris, Wargaming. What's going on? Uh, Jimmy Conscious, Gabawaki, Gitly. Good luck with the job, man. Dreadwoods. Um, a, and also my man Diffy in the house. Whoop, whoop. I actually really want to ring you, Diffs. Can I ring you tomorrow or something? I need to ask you about tournament software. Because uh, there's all that, like, i got to work out what I'm doing with my tournament. So can I just use yours? Because it's better. I'm going to do that. I'm going to ring you tomorrow about it. That's my plan. Um, uh, hey, Tim's Wilbur, I hope you're well. Wargaming Dad. Speckles, how's the tooth, man? I hope you're all right. Hey, Bobbin, you tall, gorgeous fella. Uh, hey, to Plymouth Troll Slayers. What's going on to you? Adam, you're great. Um, I've seen this before. It says, uh, have you seen this, what I'm painting up? Um, I'm not sure if you've seen this. Um, uh, happy 6 a.m. Happy morning to you. Uh, just some for uh, some the list for the next weekend. Yes, Morgan. What li- what's in your list? Please do tell me. Um, and I know that uh, maybe you could come on the show next couple of days and tell us about your list. That'd be fun. I know you didn't get to talk about the war scroll like you wanted, so that'd be fun to talk about um, hot tub terrain stream. When that's the that's that's the real question. Whenever hot tubs are something that are viable, I guess uh, this is what I'm currently painting. So I'll kind of show you guys in big. It's a house. I've decided to go for um, uh, a, oh, oh God, New England barn kind of vibe. Uh, so I've airbrushed most of it. Uh, I've been really getting into the airbrush. Uh, it's obviously nice for putting down loads of detail. I haven't used um, like a smaller nozzle, so it's quite a broad nozzle airbrush. Done the basin with the airbrush as well, so that ties in with the mat quite nicely. I've still got loads of uh, snow flocks to stick all over it. But before that, I've got to do all the brown trim. So uh, this is this is my job today. Uh, drunk Warhammer history when? <laughs> I'm super into that. The Plymouth Troll Slayers pinning that. Let's go. I'm doing that. Uh, Scott B had a bunch of lunchtime meetings recently, uh, but I have made it today. Scott B, I'm wrong in thinking that you're an app developer, aren't I? Is it Born Again Manchild who's the app developer who's always in the chat? I think it is. Or at least like that app UI guy. I was trying desperately to think about this yesterday. Because I have a great idea for an app. Um, says every dickhead with a podcast. <laughs> Born again, my child? No, it's not me. Who is it? It's someone. Is it Prop Joe? Someone gets really... Or it might be Yes Meatballs. Oh, fuck. Sorry. Sorry. Um, uh, I'm a diner. Sometimes apps. Scott B, can I message you about it? Is that okay? Um, I'm a peanut with tech. I don't know what that means, but great. Great, great, great. Uh, can we do a drinking game stream? Uh, yeah. Uh, terrible if I play, because I'm sober. But we could do a 12-hour drinking game stream. <laughs> I would fucking win. You'd all be dead in your seats. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, hire the guy that Games Workshop use. I, I, I won't be doing that, I don't think. Um, I don't know if they even use a guy. Uh, I think they just they try. Um, I, probably, I knew you did something. Uh, there we go. Um, uh, <laughs> yes, people, because I've never developed a thing in my life except NPC. <laughs> Fucking babe, don't worry about it. Um, a bit random, but will we be getting Stormground next month? Speckles, what do you mean? What the hell is Stormground? Is the question uh, to you. Um, uh, I don't know. Uh, like, I mean, so exciting times, Age of Sigmar and 40k wise. Uh, uh, as of today, obviously, Croken Realms. Uh, we didn't speak about it loads. I didn't speak about it loads yesterday because um, obviously the 40k guys were on and didn't really speak about it much on Monday because we kind of like just kicked off with the news and then we did the game uh, where I got a reverse bond clouded, which is obviously a nightmare. Um, but there you go. That's how that's how relocation all works. Um, oh, if the oh, oh, you mean the the Age of Sigmar game? No, I won't be getting that. I like the Age of Sigmar universe and, and the tabletop stuff, and uh, I like Total Warhammer, but like, I don't want some like crusty tie-in. Um, like when there are like AAA games, I could be spending my money on. I like I'd play like Shadow of Fushima or like um, I'd replay like uh, 
oh god, um, I replay The Last of Us two rather than play like some like rubbish Titan. Um, it would be me. Hey, Chuckle Buddy, what's going on? Uh, I still want to know uh, what those deprivate points uh, were going to be used on to scob me. <laughs> okay, if anyone wants to kind of break down really quick on my tactics from Monday, uh, relocation orb goes in basically one of two directions. It either goes north or south. So uh, I basically just position myself as if it was going to go one way, uh, a la the bong cloud. Um, obviously, you can just deploy in the middle. Uh, is a smart play also and kind of fight your way through it, which I probably could have done. Because uh, Owen's army just couldn't hit like a, like it hit like nothing. It was terrible. Like it did no damage, um, so it would have been fine. Uh, but I wanted to go for a big play, and I thought that would have been really funny. Uh, but unfortunately, it didn't go my way. So uh, there you go. That's that's how it works. And then hope like then there's an opportunity again on turn two for it kind of bounce back. And I thought if it bounces into the middle, I could do something about it. But it didn't. So and bong cloud over is the. Uh... <laughs> I know, Pete, massive weekend ahead. Yeah, so the Broken Realms. Uh, so we'll have all of our previews from all the content creators who get their stuff ahead of time. Uh, so we'll have all of our Broken Realms content already this weekend. Uh, I don't think Croak's in it. So Croken Realms, not that one. I think he's in the Kragnos book. Um, so we won't get to see any... Oh, no, there... no that's not true. He's Because isn't the Seraphon stuff in the the this book? I think it is. I think it is. Um, I bought a ticket for your tournament, which will be the debut of the Minotaurs. Yes, Chris Eaton. Let's go. That's super fun. Uh, really happy about that. Um, uh, yeah, like this weekend's going to be really good. Uh, then the Admec stuff looks like it's going to be really strong, which I'm really happy about because I've got some Admec. So uh, all, all in all, it's a very exciting time. Events may be opening back up as well for people to play. Like, I know some people have kind of embraced it with gusto. Like, I know Smorgan's been smashing it out and been having an amazing time. And I think that's really cool. Um, so, uh, like, I'm looking forward for that as well. Uh, what are your thoughts on the Nighthawk Battalion box for Broken Realms, including Lady Alinda? Well, I'm very excited about Lady Alinda getting a new War Scroll. Because I hope that that's what we're going to see. That would be really fun. A lot of the War Scroll Battalions that we've seen in these boxes have... Uh, had like a special named character so like it's been a generic unit with a named character that isn't what we're seeing in this situation so i'm really hoping we get a better lady alinda set of rules um because she i mean her rules aren't terrible to be honest like it's just she's like a fairly low wound cap for your um i mean they could just make her cheaper like i think i would just like to, she's already really survivable like she's got an ethereal save she's uh got dpr I would just like to see her better. I'd like to see her even more survivable. She's meant to be a Mortark after all. Mortark after all. So, like, I'm not saying she should be Catacross level, but she should be really high up. Like, she should be good. So I would love her to be crazy strong. Uh, but Nighthorn, Nighthorn is such a fascinating case study for, for rules. And it, their inexplicable, like, way that they can't really take out tournaments... Because they've got all of the key things you want. They are army-wide fly. <laughs> Amazing. They army-wide ignore rend. Amazing. Bravery is really high on the on the army. Like, they're, they're really brave. They're bravery 10. Um, uh, they can res units. Not units, but models at least. That's really good. Uh, and so it's kind of like, you have to ask yourself what's really lacking. And I think loads of people have kind of done that breakdown of what's wrong with Nighthorn. Um, but it's a, it's a fascinating army that if it gets the right power uptick... It's very strong. Very, very strong. Um, uh, uh, oh, okay. That's good. Yes, meatballs. I'm happy about that. Once everything is opened up fully, uh, will your gaming room be open for normal games events or just super serious stuff? Uh, normal events, actually. It's one of my jobs this week is to, is to finally put the tickets out there on sale for normal events here. Uh, I know what dates they're all going to be now. Um, so I'm doing the graphics over the next few days uh, and then uh, they'll be up and we'll be hosting uh, a 40k tournament or two 40k tournaments and two Age of Sigmar tournaments every single month at the, at the TSN Arena um, if you guys are excited about that um, uh, but it will be limited to only 16 places uh, so it, like it, it's like not exclusive is the wrong word but it's limited like very very limited um, and that's mainly because we're going to record games um, some of those tournaments we might stream uh, depending on like uh, staffing and other stuff uh, so that's going to be a very exciting kind of like prospect um, I mean I'm sure Nathan the lads me 
will all try and play in some of them as well. So uh, really looking forward to that. I think that's going to be super fun playing our own little tournaments or just, just running our own little tournaments. I think that's going to be a fun time for everyone. Um, uh, can one hire a table when it's not being used for tourneys? Maybe, depending on how the venue manager situation works out. Um, maybe. Uh, probably not going to be a venue for like random things. Uh, but it's, it's very possible that we might hire out the whole venue. Um, so like you could like if you and your gaming club wanted to have like a weekend up in Nottingham and you wanted to like book out the whole um, venue, then that might be something we look at in the future. Uh, it's in the it's in the plan anyway uh, that people can do that. Um, and then obviously because you can record at least four tables worth of games, that's something you could also kind of like spec for so people can hire it out, which I think could be fun. Um, uh, Moobs has already answered the question. There you go. Uh, team events. Uh, yes, Art of War 40k Down Under. That's the plan. Um, so we're going to be hosting at least two team events here every month. An Age of Sigmar one and a 40k one. Two, four teams of four is going to be the plan. Four teams of four. Uh, now, obviously, that's not massive. Uh, but um, really, what I, I'm hoping it does is it gives a load of people experience of like team events. So that then if they want to try and qualify for, like let's say, Team England or like another team... Um, or they want to play in a super series, or they want to play in like other team events. It gives them that experience and practice, which I kind of think is uh, the plan. Um, uh, Chris, that will also be a thing. That will be a thing. So very exciting times for the arena. Uh, it really is. So looking forward to it a lot, especially also being based in Nottingham, right next to Warhammer World. Uh, already had like a question from some of the super series teams recently about proxies. I think that's going to be one of those really exciting things to show off in the future. People using like 3D printed models or something um, uh, in games, I think would be would be very cool. Um, and then, yeah, I think that's going to be really fun. Fun time. Fun time. What up, Angle? Um, can you make Tom do a, a guide for pairing and four-man team events? Leo Crusher, absolutely. That'll 100% be a thing. Um, we, I, I'm planning a support package for, uh, for tiers, but also for players. So, um, like, when you play here, but also when you play in a team event, uh, something that's really important that, obviously, we want to do for LGT team event, uh, which we'll be doing the coverage of, uh, obviously, for Super Series stuff, um, and then also for other team events that either we're hosting or um, uh, or we're, we're doing coverage of. So, that's, that's really important uh, for people to kind of understand it as a process. I've already done a video like that for the Super Series, but apparently it wasn't simple enough, so I'll redo it. <laughs> Oh, thanks to the bin guy for donating £6.69 to the show. Uh, bin guy, I love that you're here, man. Like, I hate your books, but, like, I respect your passion for the game. Um, <laughs> uh, rather than the Super Series, could you do the Noob Series? Uh, yeah, some beginners tournaments are on the cards as well uh, for people. I think that's going to be really valuable um, uh, experience, and it's something I'd like to do. Uh, there's also a local college. Um, and uh, a couple of universities, and I think I'm going to try and hire the venue out uh, to those uh, universities as well, so um, uh, that like you know some young people can kind of have their own nights uh, where they can come and play games and they don't feel judged or whatever. And I think that'll be a, like a nice little experience for people. Um, do you think bases make the terrain more interactive, a Reaper? Uh, great question. So what I quite like about this is there's a clear disembark or embarkation disembarkation i'm just trying to use fancy words what the fuck am i saying look at this you can clearly see that this is a garrisonable piece of terrain bush yeah really easy and the area around it um should that also be garrisonable like that's part of the feature or or should it just be like the 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 physical part of this and then the outside bit be cover i'm going to play test that that's one of those things that's going to get play tested is it the whole thing that is cover um or is it is it uh sorry is it the whole thing that's garrisonable or does this provide cover because vince me and vince had a long chat about this um a couple of weeks ago uh demarcation thank you thank you you fucking genius uh how about a has-been tournament players that were good but haven't played in two editions <laughs> you got this diffy you got this come on get out of the house you got this <laughs> Uh, it's the garden. You can garrison a lord. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, I like the idea that you could pitch up on the whole thing and that could also be garrisonable. But whether or not the footprint's too large, I'm still not 100% set in stone about basing the terrain. I want everyone to know. But I've done it now. So I'm going to commit to doing eight boards. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to commit to doing eight boards with 
bases. And then uh, while that's going, I'm going to print out another eight boards. So over the next couple of months, I'll print out another eight boards and then I won't give them bases. And then we'll uh, run a couple of tournaments with or without. Uh, and then I'll just ask for some feedback. And then before we go on to making larger amounts of terrain for bigger tournaments, uh, we'll like kind of come to a conclusion on what we think is best uh, and what makes a better game. Because really the conversation is what makes more fun for people to play on that's my number one focus what's more fun for competitive war gamers or tournament war gamers uh, to quote cabbage um, what makes what make, what's the best way for you guys to have fun that's what i'm most interested in i don't really give a fuck about anything else what's most fun for you guys in a competitive setting playing warhammer on that's all i care about so um needs a mailbox there are no postmen in the broken realms <laughs> it's He's got a mailbox. I mean, he's got like a studded gate. Uh, can you guys see that? I mean, the the mortal realms are pretty scary. Do you want to see this piece of terrain? Um, we <laughs> this is a cool piece of terrain, I think. Hold on one sec. See what you guys think of this. So uh, in the so this is uh, the painting for Ollie Town. So in the middle of Ollie Town, uh, if you guys can see this, there we go. Uh, is uh, the statue of Ollie, the founder of Ollie Town. Uh, a huge noble king uh, who defeated... I, I, I think the current story we're going for is he defeated an ice giant, um, and that's how he was able to found Ollie Town. Uh, so there's a statue of him, which I think would be cool. Um, next time on Season 12 of Terrain Watch. Uh, so there's a kind of like more of a close-up of him. Um, so yeah, it's like he's going to be in the center. So there's Ollie Town's got uh, the statue in the middle, so I'm, there's some glow... I'm going to try and do some... I've never done OSL but fucking let's go lads or i could do some flames on um these little uh bits here uh the rest i'm just gonna i'm just gonna dry brush the rest up i think and then do some streaking grime because he's meant to be a statue um so i think that's going to be quite fun to do and then uh paint up these little braziers so he's in there and ollie town's also got the baker the much fabled uh is his name ragnar no once uh i've done a border terrain or maybe once i've done a couple of boards of terrain we're going to do a show on the honest war game where you guys are going to get to name the terrain uh, maybe we'll put some money towards charity, like, or I'm the charity, and we'll put some money towards me. Who knows? <laughs> but we'll do a we'll do a thing where we um where we uh we get the terrain out. I'll take a bunch of photos, uh, and then we'll craft a story live on the Honest Wargamer, and then that will go into the canon. And then I'm going to make a, a little video for each board. That's kind of like a me project, which I think will be really fun. Um, and then uh, then you guys, if anyone comes here to play or if you guys are watching at home from another country you can be like oh they're playing on ollie town that's so cool uh and then you know the backstory and maybe we'll put it on the website or something and i think that'll be a, like a fun thing for like a bit of story and then as time goes on the dream is is that we have some designers work on some terrain for us um and we've like uh and sergeant rolf and uh, shadow sun has already like started doing us some eldar terrain uh, and then we create like a story for these boards and then like this is all stuff from other designers um, so we're going to tell some story around it, but eventually it would be really cool for us to create our own boards um, and then we could like sell them as STLs or we could print them or whatever the situation. And then you guys can watch the tournaments happening on those bits of scenery and then you can play in that town at home or something. And I think that'll be that'll be really fun. Um, I don't know what you guys think. Uh, look at me, I'm the chariot now. <laughs> Name the brothel. Oh no, is this going to be a brothel? No! Oh no! <laughs> uh, please, please, please paint pigeon poop on the statue, says Ori. But would there be? This is a, a snowboard. I don't know if there'd be uh, pigeon poop. Uh, are there pigeons in cold places? Is anyone from a cold country who can give me. Um, you're asking us to name the train. Do you not remember the list choosing episode? I do. I do. I mean, obviously, I'm going to have creative control. Um, uh, can't wait to get 3D printed uh, to get 3D printed Eldar terrains this angle yeah it's, it looks super good man uh, Ziggy what's up uh, when it comes to terrain my experience has always been that it doesn't matter how fun you make it the rules are in any way ab abusable or unclear or become unfun very quickly Rambo score I think I've nailed it on the rules I'm pretty confident I've nailed it on the rules really comfortable with that so now it's just telling the story um, uh, Nathan's silk stockings is definitely the name of the brothel <laughs> Hey, Bobbin, thanks for dishing a, a gift subscription to the chat first time you have. That's so awesome of you. Thank you, man. Um, never heard of pigeons flying south for the winter. Uh, no, I haven't heard that, actually. Raven poop. Ravens would be cool. 
uh, is it your birthday? Happy birthday to Bobbin in the chat, by the way. Happy birthday to you, Bobbin. Thanks for tuning in during your birthday. How old are you? 22 days young. Uh, could you also do man puke in the snow? Got to drink the strong stuff from the... Oh, oh well, now you'd mention it if you guys want me to get super techy. Because I am getting fucking super techy. There's the house, as you guys can see. But a good house needs, outside of it, get ready for this. Da -da -da -da. Some barrels. You can see that's a bit big, so we won't be using those. Um, so what we will be using is... Uh, have I done any crates? I haven't done any crates yet. There we go. There are some some barrels which are going to be stuck uh, around the edge. There you go. And then uh, a couple of little couple of little boxes stacked up around the side where they keep poultry and chickens and whatnot. Um, I've still got to wash those and do some, some work on them, but... Uh, uh, a loo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Topher, thanks for subscribing. Afternoon chaps just caught up on yesterday's show. I think it uh, ended as one of your most adjacent shows. I did learn what an ICADA class was, though. We're all learning. That's the point. As a group, we're getting stronger, we're getting more powerful, and possibly more iconoclastic. Uh, on another topic, how many Broken Realm books do you think will cram in before AOS 3? I think that Kragnos is the last one. Um, uh, I'm pretty certain Kragnos is the last one. Uh, my spies have informed me that Kragnos is the last one. So you can take that as pretty confident, uh, I'd say. Like, I'd bet on it. Uh, my house? Yeah, I'd bet everything. I'd bet absolutely everything that Kragnos is the last one. Uh, and then it's Age of Sigmar 3. So, if that helps you out. 100% uh, that's a sauna. <laughs> um, uh, Halalex, what's the default uh, we're making buildings with or without base plate? Uh, oh, uh, I do it without. Um, uh, <laughs> I do it without a base plate. Um, to be honest, um, uh, like I bought some. If anyone, this is a quick three D printing thing. I bought some um, spray that keeps the molds down a little bit. Um, I can't remember what it's called. I'll find out it for the next show, and I'll let you know. And uh, it's brilliant. I haven't had a single problem with terrain since, and I don't use base plates. I just use a brim when I'm printing. Um, Nathan asks, who keeps chickens in boxes? Man, don't be like that. I don't know what happens in Bulawaya. Like, I'm not a chicken farmer. I don't know what the plans are. I don't know how you'd store chickens. Okay, this is this is the problem with me designing the turret. Oh, look at that. It's a bit of MDF for you guys at the bottom. It's not very nice for you to see. Change this up. There you go. What do you think of the wood? Because the New England house, they have they have white. Do you guys think the wood's okay? a bit i don't know if it stands out against the red enough you guys got any thoughts um so craigloss will have craggy croak and witch hunters plus any other models preview this month i don't think the witch hunters are part of the broken realm stuff if i'm honest i think they're completely separate i think we're so behind on releases that we've kind of like missed the storyline i think the witch hunters are part of a black library series uh, of books um, that's what I, I, I think they are. I don't think they're to do with a release, but they might be. Uh, so I'm not really sure. Um, but I'm not sure they're part of the Craggy storyline. Uh, I'm very excited to read the Craggy storyline. I think it's going to be very fun. I'm looking forward to the Bellacore War Scroll as well. What the hell is that going to change to? Um, obviously much bigger. Um, if he's ethereal as well, if he's still got that four up ethereal save and he's got something like 14 wounds like a Bloodthirster, that's pretty, that's pretty gnarly, man. Like that's going to be very interesting to see what happens with um, him. Uh, oh, they are part of the Broken Realm series. Oh, appreciate that. Thank you. Okay, well there we go then. Never mind. They are part of the Broken Realm series. Um, saw someone mention a room on Twitter that battalions are disappearing. AOS three. That's pretty radical. That is pretty radical. Uh, on Twitter, eh? Well, that means I can talk about it. Um, uh, yeah, I mean that would be that would be significant. I think. Uh, I guess the real question is 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 if it's replaced with something, uh, and also how important we think battalions are in Age of Sigmar three. I guess that's kind of the 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 real question. Let's let's maybe talk about the pros and cons. Pros, battalions are a really great way to theme your army, which is cool. Yeah, so that's a huge pro. Great for new people. Great for people who want to tell stories. Massive bonus. They've been an integral part of Age of Sigmar 3 since the beginning. So pro, they're pretty much like an element of the game system that we've always known and loved. So pro. Um, con, they're never pointed fairly. Like, they're either rubbish or they're very, very usable. Um, 
Uh, it's either a pro or a con, depending on whether or not you can use one or whether or not you can't, um, that it reduces your drops and it gives you access to a bunch of like really strong stuff. Well, be that the ability or just an extra CP and um, more importantly, the choice to go first. That's huge. So, I think that... Is it a con? Because normally... So, the way battalions work, really, or should work in your kind of head, is like, well, they're restrictive because you have to take X, Y, and Z and you get a bonus. But you just don't take ones that are bad. <laughs> and so, they're never restrictive. Um, and for Because if anything's like enough of attacks, you'd just be like, cool, I'm not going to take that battalion. So, I think it's like... I don't think they work the way that you think that they work or they're meant to work. That said, though, I think the loss of battalions would be really bad because they're really, really fun. They're super They're super cool elements of Age of Sigmar, I think. Um, uh, uh, pro, a way of bringing rules in that would be too powerful in the general list, but good for just, just for selections as Rambo Squirrel. I agree with that. Um, if battalions go, they will maybe change CP to be part of list writing instead, says MJ Pegasus. Potentially. Um, uh, I think Kragnaros will involve B-scale Sylvaneth and Destruction. I hope it's Sylvaneth, but we'll see. Um, I don't think there is a roll-off the ter first turn. I think it will still be uh, whoever deploys first gets the choice, which I like. I like. It's a huge element of list writing, um, and I think it's a huge positive. And I, I, think, I think that's probably more fundamental to Age of Sigmar than even the first turn. I think that's super important. So I'm, I'm, I'm pro that. <laughs> I'm pro at that staying in. Um, the loss of battalions, though, I don't think breaks my heart, if I'm honest. I think that some armies get a bit weaker. Um, some armies that, like, like you know, people might right now be buying armies or painting armies looking to use, let's say, the Wind Charger Battalion from the new Lumineth. So if they were to go now, I think that would be really tough, uh, ultimately. Um, so, yeah. But does it kind of create an e more even playing field? I think so, because then everyone has got the kind of same opportunity cost to kind of lower their drops in some ways, um, or not, or not. Uh, but without really knowing more details, I can't really like talk about it, but it sounds probably very reasonable that that's something that might happen, I would say. That seems, that seems reasonable and viable. Uh, I just came up with a rumour that uh, bases are disappearing in OS3. <laughs> uh, doubt. I would like to uh, X on the doubt. Norishot Dubs, what's up? Join late. Uh, we're doing great, thanks, man. How are you? I think it's all the additions from battalions, the artifacts and CP is too much. I agree with that. Like, because a good battalion, so Chainchose is 180, or Trogherd, both of them are equally as good, 180 points. Um, you get the ability from them, which is really good, but you get a CP worth 50 points, an artifact worth 50 points. So really, your battalion cost is 100 points on top. Uh, wait, it's already 100 points down. So really, Chainchose only costs you 80 points. And Chainchose being able to create a one-drop gives you the ability to also choose who goes first. And that has to be worth 80 points, ignoring whatever free ability you get. And I think ultimately therein lies the problem with battalions in that the choice to go first is so monumental um, that really that's what's problematic about battalions, I'd argue. But again, to clarify, they're very cool ways to theme armies, which I think is great. Um, uh, Twitter might have told me about the round base uh, we're going and they were going to square. <laughs> Uh, I really want a way to get another artifact without taking the battalion, says Angle. And I would agree with that. I think that's maybe one of the biggest problems. Uh, I've always said that I think artifacts should cost points. I've said this time and time again, like like magic items like we had before. And that way, the artifacts that are rubbish, you could just stick on, like, you know, if your artifact is like units within three inches of minus one bravery, not that that's rubbish, it's just terrible. Um, you would never take that right now. Whereas in the future, you might be like, Do you know what? I'm going to stick that on my character who already reduces bravery by two. So now I'm reducing it by three. And that just works quite nice for this combat character. And it only costs 10 points, let's say. Whatever it might be. Um, and I think that that's like, that's a huge takeaway for me. Artifacts costing points would be way better. They don't do that in 40k either. And I think that that's a huge fail. Uh, because you've just got like, I mean, you spend a CP 
to like take extra artifacts and relics and some of the 40k armies honestly lads are like ridiculous you're like yeah so i've got three five warlord traits in my army or like three warlord traits in my army three artifacts and you're like fuck like this is dumb because if you don't have good artifacts not being able to take extra doesn't do anything for you so um Battalions very often fix or elevate war scrolls that will not get play. I doubt games which would want to lose that design space. T-Man Cash, I think that war scrolls should be... Someone asked me, I'm going to ask you guys, um, this got asked in the chat that I was in, and it was a great question. Um, big shout out to Simon, I think, who asked it. Uh, is when you're reading a new battle tome or codex, what's the first bit you read? Because actually, so when I'm doing it for, for work, which is all the time now, obviously, like I normally just start at the beginning and kind of work my way through. But it, none of it makes sense until uh, I read the War Scrolls. So I start normally at the War Scrolls or the data sheets, and then I work backwards. I'm like, cool, let's go look at what this stuff does and then see what a special rules it's got. And then I kind of say to myself, I'm like, oh my God, this unit's got some cool utility. What can I add to that? And then I go find out, which I think is quite nice. Um, uh, Prop Joe, I hate having the choice to go first because I always make the wrong decision. <laughs> Uh, faction ability then scrolls. Ziggy, that's a good one. Uh, the, the narrative, obviously. What monsters don't? Stu Redacted, I know. We are a narrative channel. Depends on the army. Uh, with Deepkin, I just use the battalion reduced drops. Um, says Scott B. Doesn't really add much to the game beyond that. That makes sense. Owen, Path of Glory, Easter egg painting guy, joke, then allegiance abilities. <laughs> uh, the true connoisseur of how to read the battle tome. Um, is immediately path to glory. That's the right way to do it. Yeah. <laughs> Straight to path to glory. <laughs> oh my god. There's probably someone in the world who does path to glory stuff. And they're probably fine. Should artifacts cost a flat 50? Should the wither stave cost as much as Nurgle's? No, I don't think. Yeah, that's my point, Prop Joe, about artifacts. Artifacts should cost relative to what they produce like with a stave like and obviously games which i'm never going to get the fucking points right but at least there being some difference between a and b is good you know and also you can kind of work out what they value at like uh an ability to be for instance re-roll sixes to hit from the wither stave in a bubble like what do they think that's worth is that worth 50 points is that worth 80 points like what's their kind of like take on it I think I 100% think artifacts should be pointed, like, all day. The battalions are there to improve a unit, since a unit is usually in the same book. That means that they are intentionally created bad, a unit that I don't think they intend that. Yeah, I don't think they intend to create units bad. Um, skull cooking. Uh, greetings from Spain. Uh, hola saludos desta España. I don't think I did that right, but hello, skull cooking. Thanks for being here. I read the war scroll that had a blurry leak, so I can be contrary to contrary dick to everyone and that misread it says yes people what are you talking about yes me was it something uh the color section is normally what i go to because i'm a child and i can't read <laughs> uh maybe uh get the choice extra command point for remaining 50 points as an extra artifact i just think they should cost different points i think pointing artifacts is a dangerous path to take i would love to know why how much do we need to donate to the to crew to play through path campaign literally no money there's none of them none of them want to do it like zero percent chance like this isn't mini wargaming those guys can go do that like i just don't give a fuck <laughs> it'd be the sole. i would do it if we did it in one night and everyone was drinking that's what i'd do i wouldn't do it any other way i'm not like half arsing it we all get drunk and do it or we don't do it at all that's the bottom line uh a tale of four stream hosts yeah <laughs> Chuckleboy, of course he Chuckleboy wants to play him. He doesn't count. Uh, he's a crusade player. Um, I know I don't drink, but everyone else can drink. Like, And I'll just have fun along with everyone, which is my normal go-to anyway. Uh, by the way, over the past lockdown, I'm not a painter. I'm not Vincey V. I'm not fucking uh, uh, like Henry Steele. Never could I be. Gorgeous fella. Um, but this Vallejo paint, we can talk about it. It's fucking good, man. Like, I don't use anything else. This is all I order now. Like, I don't order any other paints. I just order Vallejo paints. And there's so many colours. Oh, what's this? I haven't even used this yet. Azul. That looks awesome. Uh, black green as opposed to just green. Amazing. 
Um, what have I got? Old gold, not just even regular gold. Just so good. Um, uh, oh, does Camilleri not drink? He's fucking great, that guy. You're great, Diffie. I can't wait to come to Australia and kill you. Um, I've swapped uh, over 100% to Vallejo. Made a big difference. Man, it's all I use. The colours are so good, so consistent. Um, and like, and I'm really like fucking with the programmer, sticking it in my army paint or wet palette. So like, really like mashing the streams. Um, uh, I've just used old gold for my first custodies. It's an amazing comparison to Games Workshop Golds. Yeah, man. Like the the colour consistency is brilliant. Um, it doesn't stick or go old. The colours are really nice. Huge fan. Um, uh, I cry at the prospect of having to crack open an old Citadel paint. Why not drop a bot? Why not a drop a bot? Agreed. Can we get Vallejo locally, or I would have switched entirely away from Citadel years ago? Um, Diffie, I don't know. I don't know when we can even travel to Australia. Like, I don't know what the rules are yet. Um, but I'm sure, like, next year? Like, I was kind of aiming for CanCon. Even if they don't pay for me to go out there next year, I'd like to just come out for CanCon, because it's CanCon, um, and see the guys. But, like, I'd also want to head, head up to Queensland way one day, because I think that would be sweet. Um, but we'll see. Uh, you need to get uh, the Vallejo metal color range. I, is that not what I have? I think I have that. This is what's difference between what's model color. Is model color different to metal color? Is that something different? Uh, we'll see. Uh, I cried at the prospect. Of, yeah, yeah. It's anyway. Vallejo is just great. Like I've got fucking zero issue with that paint, and I think everyone should get it. And like trial and trial again. Uh, the army painter stuff I really like the base brace stuff for army painter I think is really really nice um, although now I've discovered rattle cans from the graffiti shop that's also out the way uh, but the um, uh, their paints I find are a bit thin and I know that they do that on purpose and it's probably for a better painter than me um, but these paints just fucking great and they're not even that expensive are they like they're cheaper than Games Workshop paints like if you like if you get the right ones or whatever I don't know. Uh, metal colour is a different range for just metal paints, and they're incredible. All right, appreciate that, Cabbage. I'll have a look at those. Um, uh, hard to get hold of metal colour range, though. Only found one website that had stock in the US. Oh, okay. Uh, did you 3D print the little house? I did Arcane Shield. Completely 3D printed uh, the whole thing, So, which is cool. And then all of this is... This is a 3D printed Seraphon base, and then that is a 3D... This is a resin miniature, so the guy on top for resin. Um, so he's an actual like model. So it wasn't cheap as a piece of terrain because he's like, I don't know, eight quid to make or something in resin. Um, but it looks awesome. So fuck it. Like, that's what we're about. We're making cool terrain. Uh, yeah, Games Workshop overpriced for sure. I mean, we know that already. Like, but it's just taken me a few years to kind of like understand that and like be a part of it. And also like the other problem is, is if you like start an army, I don't know about you guys, if you've started an army in one particular color, then you kind of feel like you have to stick to that colour for the rest of the time um, for that army. And that's hard because normally, like, when you're new, you start a lot of your armies in Games Workshop colours, right, which is whatever. Like, whatever. They're a fairly predatory business, and we don't need to talk about it anymore, but they also have brought us all together, and they've also created a universe we can all love. So they get a pass on that front um, in loads of different ways. And then we all know better now. How's the Winnie the Pooh house coming? So the Winnie the Pooh house should be finished by the end of the week. I reckon by this time next week, we could do our first show. Like, let's let's put it in our calendar. Next Wednesday, we'll do our first show where we name and create the story for our first board. Um, and that's probably going to be Ollie Town or the Crystal Board. Um, and I reckon uh, over the next week, I should get enough done that uh, you guys can name it. And I guess you guys are going to have to row between it, whether or not it's Winnie the Pooh or Shrek's house. Um, but we'll see. Um, games which are charges for the convenience of having everything you need at one vendor. They're a gas station of wargaming. That's a good point, Elrond. Appreciate that. I find the Vallejo metals, that some of them don't go on smoothly, i.e. gold and old gold, go on in such a way that from certain angles the colour disappears, but the pigmentation is generally good. Prop Joe, you're probably better paint than me, so I'm sure. Like, I've read that out and I'm not. I can't disagree with that. Uh, Dave Fraser, you know, I've done armies for 10 years, just colour match by eye, as long as close enough nobody notices. Oh, I appreciate that, Dave. Thanks, man. Yeah, like, I um, I was using, oh, God, I can't remember what it was. One of the oranges for my riser army, Um, I think it was just the regular orange. And it's just, it was whatever. But then I've switched over to this Vallejo orange-red, 
oh man so bright it's like it's just a little bit more vibrant like i wanted looks fucking cool as hell um no uh it's not a swamp board it's obviously winnie the pooh <laughs> like i like that this is where the honest wargamer twitch chat community fractures they're like what happened it's like well there was the winnie the pooh tribe and then there was the Shrek tribe. <laughs> they drew battle lines and it became a war on Twitter. I'm in for that. Um, that would be really cool. So looking forward to that. It's going to be fun. Uh, yeah. And then uh, some fun shows all this week. Uh, I'm going to get some guests on to talk about some stuff. We're going to do top 20 questions to ask your wargaming buddies. Um, but I've honestly just been a bit swamped, if I'm honest with you guys. There's been uh, event planning, which is a lot. Uh, stats and overlay stuff which is a lot and also and as you all know and i've said before i'm just not very organized try my hardest but i'm sucking it so um team lol shrek gang for life <laughs> shrek gang for life jesus christ um i'm honestly looking for doing looking forward to doing coverage on the tables though like looking forward to tournaments. I think it's going to be so fun when the boards are stuff that we've created and they're like they've got tails. I think that was the one of the fun bits about Owen and uh, the terrain team. So Benjamin um, put together Tom uh, and Nick. Nick painted up the destruction board, which was sent over by Anthony. So big shout out to Anthony one more time. Um, sent over the terrain is that there were these cool story, and I don't think we did that enough of that on the super series and uh, like in the first match. So when we have the other super series matches, I really want to like tell some tales of those boards. I think that that's going to be so like really good, really good. The setting's got to be just as important, right? I think uh, I don't know if anyone's ever watched. Um, um, oh God, what's his name? Um, and that's how the that's how the end world ends. Um, oh God, he's so nice. He did a video about mental health. He's a YouTube bat rapper. Uh, he wears a flat cap. He always tells stories at the beginning of his battles. It's really cool. What's his name? Fuck me. Um, I want to say Midwinter Minis, but it's, that's not his name. I'm sure it begins with an M. Summers, thank you. Winter's SEO. Thanks, thanks, dudes. Yeah, yeah Winter's SEO. Um, I like. I always liked his bat reps. Like, if I ever watched some bat reps years ago, uh, his were the bat reps that I watched um, because he just told a little bit of story at the start, and he was always. And I just thought that, that was a nice little bit of inclusion, really. Um, he's just great. I was wondering what is your favourite all-time AOS army? It's either Sylvaneth or Seraphon. Uh, like, straight out of the bat. No fucking about. Really easy. Um, but Chaos Dwarfs are also up there as well, obviously. Uh, they're great. It's just we never have had like, the proper Chaos Dwarf release, so we didn't get any narrative or any of that element, which kind of blew, and I was a little bit sad about it. But Seraphon, I've been an, I, I was an OG Seraphon player. Um, even pre-GHB Seraphon. Um, the Ruler 1. A uh, little bit, little bit inspired by uh, me using a few too many pterodons, not pterodons, so ripodactyls back in the day, uh, where where attacks couldn't generate extra attacks. Sad face, but that was great fun running ripodactyls when you could. Um, uh, <laughs> uh, so yeah, big fan, uh, OG Seraphon player, an OG Croak player as well. Uh, the Croak bomb that we see now uh, is the Croak bomb that I used to run again AOS one, uh, so way way back in the day. Uh, used to be able to croak bomb as well, uh, which was really cool, uh, and I loved it. And he was very cheap at that point, so uh, he didn't quite do the, the command point generating thing that he did now or any of that other stuff. But he did; he was awesome. Uh, and I was always like Razor Dons. Uh, I always thought that they were really cool as well. And I've taken them to tournaments. I've done quite well. I've done like four ones and stuff like that. Um, and this is when they weren't overly great. And I've had some amazing games. Uh, amazing, amazing game. Shout out to Malacca. Um, uh, we had an amazing Seraphon game. And then Sylvaneth. Sylvaneth, again, OG army for me. Huge fan. Um, uh, like, big into Kurnos when they came out. Just big into Sylvaneth generally. But it was at that point, just after, as the Sylvaneth book came out, that I went to start to work for Games Workshop. So um, my kind of competitive career kind of like nosedived a little bit. And I haven't really recovered it, to be honest, since then. So I'd like to at some point get better again. And, and play with the big boys um, but Nathan kicks my ass enough for me to know that like I'm not sure I'll be good anymore um, uh, what scale is the old world going to be? No idea no idea at this point 
Stonecastle really the only way the Chaos Dwarfs can see Battlefield now, to be fair. Reforging is our only hope. I, I, I would like to see the new Chaos Dwarfs. I think they're going to do new Chaos Dwarfs. Um, when I told someone I know that I was collecting Lumineth now, they said, do you not feel guilty? They're OP, says Chuckaboy. Laughed it off because it's kind of not me. Suggestions for responding in the future. Okay. Um, when someone, uh, where they say, do you not feel collect guilty collecting them that they're OP? Just say it. I don't care. Like, like the the brilliant bit about playing armies is you don't have to play them strong. Like there are some there are some bad Lumineth units. There are like the the blade whatever's the bin blades, whatever they're called. They're genuinely like rubbish, like mid tier at best. Um, oh my god! If squats came back, I'm all into that. Diffy, let's go. Uh, six foxes. That's also a bad list. That's rubbish. So you could definitely take that. Um, and so you don't have to play it strong. So when someone says, and also when you go to a tournament, you should only be taking strong lists. And if you aren't, that's super okay. That's your journey. You're like, I'm going to go to the tournament with whatever army I like. That's your journey and I respect it and I appreciate it like 100%. But then when you lose, you don't get to bitch. That isn't that, you can't like bitch because everyone else's army is strong. It's a tournament. Everyone else's army should be strong. <laughs> that's how it works. Um, <laughs> Six Foxes is not a great list, but fine. Um, the thing is, for every broken army, there will always be a spectre of new book from the Bin Guy hanging over. <laughs> it's true. For every time that they write a, the Sin Guy writes the Sinesh book, oh my god, I'm so excited to see Croak's War Scroll. I hope Sin Guy did it. I want it to be fucking bonkers. I'm going to sit like a Zen priest just like like a buddhist just sitting reading the war scroll as like the internet like implodes and they're gonna be like it's cool man let's all just collect croak let's just do it all croak all day all croak all day that man has been the og forever i collected i played him in eighth edition fantasy battle he was like i was doing little croak nados then it was so good Mm-mm-mm. i want him to be like giga fucked game broken i want the whole game to be broken, where I just sit there quietly. Not me. Not me. I want, like, all of the people who never normally complain, complaining. That's where I want. But they won't complain. They'll be like, this seems fine. Because they obviously are either liars or dumb. <laughs> the two, there's the two options at this point. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm not sure the Blade Lord are that bad. I reckon you'll see at least five babysitting some heroes. It's fortunate they're not the hammer they should be. It's not that they're bad. They're medium, so let's let's not say that I don't in any way think that they are uh, what they call um, slangor, but I wouldn't describe them as good. And medium isn't good, so you know, like they're fine. Like if that puts you, in, so yeah, yeah. Just to be to be clear, they're fine. Rob watching Croak win on every table, stroking himself under the commentator desk. Absolutely, there for it. Um, Broken Realms is supposed to break the game so they can fix it with 3.0. That is how they do it, prop. That is how they do it, prop, Joe. Um, that is the normal shenanigans. And that's fine with me. Any speculation on the focus photos, AOS 3, like Nighthawk was? Oh, we're pretty certain it's Destruction, right? I think everyone's like pretty comfortable that it's going to be Stormcast versus Destruction. Uh, whether or not that's Greenskins or Hobgoblins, I think that's the, the general um, philosophy. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised to see It'd be green skins, um, but we'll see. I guess. Uh, like, um, there's that there's that YouTube channel there, Grimdark Live. They love making a prediction. They've uh, apparently they've got an inside source in Games Workshop, uh, feeding them the info. Um, so we'll uh, we'll see. <laughs> uh, is Stormkeep Patrol a thing, or was it just a meme? It seems it was just a meme, but then we haven't really had any competent players try to use it. Hey, Adam, I hope that hurt your soul. Um, yeah, but I wonder how they work in aesthetically to a following a centaur god, says Elrond Hubbard. Now, they don't have to follow the god, right? Like, uh, Kragnos, if he is that giant centaur centerpiece model that we expect, he could be something else, like a, a non-playing unit or like something that uh, runs around the board and destroys stuff, just something cool to collect. Um, uh, and maybe he is a centaur god, but isn't tied to like any faction or something who knows who knows um uh 
<laughs> if it's hobgoblins, I'm all in. But hobgoblins are chaos, right? Hobgoblins aren't destruction. Am I right in thinking? Like, hobgoblins are... Because they had hobgoblins in before, but with chaos dwarves, which I thought was wicked. Uh, and I'm and I'm I'm there for that. Like I really want I really want there to be chaos goblins. Oh my god! Imagine my chaos grots versus Nathan's grots. Oh fuck yeah! Like that's where I'm at. Um, uh, community uh, stormcasting destruction games workshop. Hold my beer. Stormcast goblins. <laughs> half orc, half horse. I'm into that. Hobgoblin that expert brewers now. Yeah, I'm into that. The, uh, the, <laughs> the new Curse City book has some Uruks and gets within the city, says Diadrin. Yeah, I think, I've said this before, I think one of the things that they're doing is they're taking races, like, and then they are exploring them in just the different settings. So we've, I mean, we've seen this for a while, right? Elves via the new Lumineth, and obviously we had um, Daughters of Cain, they're a bit of a holdover, but uh, Daughters of Cain and Ideneth. So they've already started exploring elves pretty significantly. Dispos- oh, sorry, dwarves they've already explored. Dispossessed already were a holdover from the last edition, but Fire Slayers and then KO, they've explored those as well. Um, I like them, like, I like seeing these kind of like keyword races and seeing them in different things. Uh, there's ogres in loads of different uh, kind of like uh, factions now. There's a Death Ogre, uh, there's an Order Ogre. Uh, obviously, we've got Destruction Ogres as well. Um, so, like, we've got ogres all over, and I'm, I'm there for that. I think that that's kind of more fun. Like obviously more tech. You're not going to get like order more tech, um, but the the actual races that are alive. I like the idea that they're that they're they're mutable across different uh, grand alliances. I think that's really fun, and I'd like to see more of that. And obviously that gives chaos dwarves an option. Death dwarves, that's cool. I'd be I'd vibe on that. Uh, imagine the Games Workshop sources telling people whole goblins are the destruction army, but not having an idea about the past relationship to chaos. <laughs> no, see, N.A. Brooks. That does sound like it's from a Games Workshop source at that point. Um, is Grom the paunch a hobgoblin? Is he an orc? No, the hobgoblins were previously chaos and like were like corrupted chaos goblins, and they were like fuckers. So like they're not destruction. I don't think. I don't think they'll be destruction anyway. Um, I think destruction will be probably more likely green skins. Um, because you have to remember one of the best selling ranges it's so what's weird is is we haven't had any new orcs. Like that has to be a conversation that we all have with ourselves. We haven't had new orcs for years and orcs sell so fucking well. There are so many orc armies out there. So many. And there is no way that there isn't a new orc army. If it's not that's not if that's not the first book or sorry the first army for aos3 mixed in with stormcast then it's got to be sometime in the next year like there is so many orc armies out there so many and there's no way they're not going to explore that right um uh yeah so like i i can't see how that's not going to be the case but you know we'll see and man this is looking okay i don't think the brown stands out very well what do you guys think maybe it'll like look better once i like wash it and stuff <laughs> the, answer, the answer to all painters yeah I'm not sure I like my paint job maybe when I wash it it will look better that's how paint jobs work uh, they re- they need some really off the wall destruction faction like not spider riding goblins just spider people or something uh, like Ith- illithids from D&D frothy cat um, I think that they're going to explore it all but I, again I think I think if you go too fantastical, you miss out on something which I think is being done really well in Broken Realms, as my final point. One of the things that I think Age of Sigmar has lacked, and I've had this discussion a lot, um, a lot, a lot, a lot. One of the things that I think Age of Sigmar has lacked for a long time like, is not a setting, necessarily, because they're getting that now with Cities of Sigmar and everything else, is really the the nationalistic vibe of the settings that we've seen in other fantasy settings in some ways right like and i think 40k has that as well like 40k is too disparately diverse in setting a location and i think one of the things that they could do in age of sigmar is they could give us locations and they're doing that now like you know we've got mist harven as much as it's a joke you know we're having fun you know we've got like uh, the settler's city and that's that's fun i think the more we have these locations in these places where um we can tell stories around and that places can rise and fall I think we end up with better stuff and having there be races inside of it that make more sense are cool as well. You can still do very weird and out there factions, but um, 
I just want there to be, I think I want there to be more kind of like battle lines drawn on the map a little bit and then tell those stories around that. And I know that that throws against the idea like, well, how would this Nighthorn army playing against this? Like, you still just fucking make it up. Like, but having those like war zones and those kind of areas would be very cool. And I think that's a better way of doing uh, the narrative and therefore the setting for us to play games in the future. Also, you've got to remember um, that. Uh, <laughs> fuck off, yes, we both. Angle says, I've been listening to Dark Harvest and it's genuinely a really good book that makes you feel like the Mortal Realms, its places are, are real and tangible. That's what I think we need, right? We need that in the game for the setting. Makes everything better. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> Can't say one thing about the game without it going wrong. Right, I'm off. I'm off to paint more terrain. Um, it's been a delight to talk to you guys today. Thank you very much. Um, I'm going to go uh, and finish this off. Next Wednesday, we are doing the show where we're going to name... Uh, maybe we'll get Ollie Town done by then. And you guys can name the bits of terrain and we'll talk about it as a board. And we'll talk about the story. I think that'll be really fun. Um, uh, so, yeah, you guys are brilliant. Phenomenally cool. Don't forget Hammer Time's on this weekend. Uh, so we'll be doing that all weekend. So it's five games of coverage. So you guys can hang out with us all weekend for that. That's going to be really, really cool. Uh, very much looking forward to that. Um, who are we going to raid today? Is there a suggestion coming in in the chat? Is that what I'm seeing? Let's go find out. Um, is there a suggestion? Um, no, you're brilliant. No, you're brilliant. That's what we need to know. Oh, wow. There's loads of people. Uh, let's go raid someone. Let's go raid someone. Uh, um, uh, 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 uh. Who should we raid? Who should we raid, everyone? Uh, has anyone got uh, raid Dom Jolly? <laughs> Extreme Armprov. Oh my god. Do we not want to do someone who's doing some Warhammer? There's not many people doing some Warhammer. Okay, let's go do something weird. Let's go do something weird um, because that's fun. Uh, just chatting or talk shows? Talk shows are the weirdest place. Um, what are these two doing? <laughs> There's some fucking weird stuff, man. Uh, bin Day Wednesday. No. Uh, let's do this. Uh, fuck. I'm sorry, guys. This is just me like looking at different... There's some weird shit out there, basically, is what I'm trying to say. Uh, I guess this, I guess what we do is weird, but it doesn't feel weird to me. Um, Stephen Urkel. Okay, this is what we're doing. This is what we're raiding. Uh, <laughs> okay, let's go. Seriously, it's Dom Jolly. Uh, okay, here we go. Let's go raid these people. Uh, you guys have been... Oh, no, I fucked it up. Fuck me. Stupid. Right, there we go. You guys have been great. Love you tons. See you soon. Podcast bros, take care of yourselves. Uh, see you soon. Bye.